Dark Neil. What is up my party people? This is your boy Dark Neil. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with your boy Dark Neil. Thank you for joining me on this Tuesday, July 11th. Uh, Tuesday is a weird day to celebrate, you know, because it's, it's not like it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a Tuesday, but you got to make the most of it as best as you can. But um, thank you for joining me on this season two, episode four. And right now, like I said, for those who's, who are keeping count, this is now the 24th episode of the entire show. So we're going to keep this party going as only I know how. Um, but I hope you guys have, have been having, you know, a great day so far, a great morning. I woke, I fell asleep, it's so funny, I've gotten into this thing now where, and I've, I've mentioned this before that, you know, I've been playing, like, mobile games for quite some time now, for a good amount of years, actually, that's how my Dark Neo name was born, that was always my tag name, my screen name, for every game, I, mobile game I've ever played. So it's become a little bit of an obsession of mine. And usually I, you know, I've played like so many different games. Some games that I haven't played for a while or maybe I go back to once in a while. Clash of Clans was like a big one for me. I used to play Clash of Clans a lot. And my profile is still there. I just haven't touched it for a while. You know, it's one that's one of those games I I was religious with for a long time and then after a while new games came out and I started to drift away from Clash, go on to other games. And you name it. But lately, lately I've been getting obsessed with particular kinds of mobile games. Mainly the ones that make you real money. (laughs) Because let's face it, we can all have a great job or whatever, but it's always cool to have a little cash flow on the side. You know what I'm saying? So I've been getting into these particular games that actually can award you like real money like if you have a paypal account or whatever you do what you gotta do score get to whatever level you have to do and score and and you can actually win some real money so i've been getting into these games there's there's quite a few of them i didn't you know i mean there's a lot of fake ones out there as you guys probably see all those little pop-up commercials that come up on your phone or whatever but there's actually some legit ones out there and i actually researched it and i started getting into them um there's there's a few i can't some of them you know i can't remember off the top of my head i know one of them is like called um casino jackpot slots or jackpot casino slots i may be saying it backwards but um that one's pretty good it's you know it's casino slots or whatever and you keep playing and you can actually you know earn cash cash you know you just do what you gotta do i mean there's some you may just play certain games that you actually have cash like real cash like something as low as like five dollars or whatever and you play these games then there's some games you could just you know if you play a buck you can you can you can play real money or whatever but you have to research to find out the good ones so um like i said that one i mentioned casino jackpot slots or whatever that seems to be a, a legit one so far so that one's pretty cool i got i already earned my like first 25 bucks on that one so you know it's it's actually it's actually pretty cool then there's there's a whole bunch of other ones um that you can play but any but i've just it doesn't even matter even if it's um game where you can make real money or just a game just for play play 
I get I do get obsessed with these mobile games. Um, I just got into one. Um, well, actually, there's two that I'm that I'm started to get into. One of them is Monopoly Go. If you guys haven't played that, you really should play that. It's actually pretty fun. You get to play along with you know people, your friends on your Facebook list or whatever. And it's actually cool to try and, you know, knock your friends out of existence with Monopoly. It's, most of Monopoly rules of traditional Monopoly apply, except there's a few s- subtle changes that they made for the mobile game. But other than that, Monopoly Go. Dark Neo tested, Dark Neo approved. <laughs> so, you get, so you definitely want to check that one out. And then another one that I actually um, downloaded last night that I'm dying to go out in the world and try is atlas earth this one's been out for a little while and for anyone of you who played like that pokemon go game or there's another there's another one like a jurassic park theme one jurassic world where you, you go out about no matter where you live you go out and you find these destinations or whatever but atlas world is has the same concept but it's a it's a little more advanced because this one, you basically walk around, you have like whatever little money they start you with, like a hundred dollars or coins or whatever it is, and you pick any plot of land anywhere. You could be sitting in your house, or your apartment, wherever you're at, your job, and where you are, it works off of your your phone's GPS. So wherever you are in the world, you can basically just have the atlas earth app you and it's like real estate you're doing like virtual real estate that's pretty much what it is whatever place you're standing in right now you can pick that plot of land or the surrounding land around it and buy it and it's like literally virtual virtual realty you buy it and you earn money and then you can you any rent will always be like go to you like rent will always be accumulated and then that actually can transfer into real money as well, which I didn't know that one. Like I said, I've been researching re- real money payout games. So this is actually one of them. And it looks interesting. Like I said, I'm used to the concept because I played Pokemon Go in the past. I played that Jurassic World one. So I know how the the system works as far as the, the their gaming engine and you know, the whole GPS thing. But check it out. It looks pretty cool. I'm like I said, I just downloaded it last night, so I can't wait to go out there and just walk around and try different things. There's like regular plots you can get, then there's some that are legendary ones. So let's say if you you know you live in Los Angeles and you happen to go by the you know the Ramen Chinese Theater, you know where they have all the Hollywood premieres, that would be considered like a legendary landmark. So you never know. You may, can, you could own that, sort of. <laughs> but it's definitely worth checking out. It's called Atlas Earth. You can download it for free. It looks pretty cool, and I can't wait to, um, to really test it out. All right, so we're going to get on with this show. But as always, before we do, you have to make, I wanted you to all to make sure that you follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to on now, it could be Spotify, it could be Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, or Pandora. Make sure you um you make sure you follow that so that way you can keep track of every time I post an episode up. Also, make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel 
and my website darkneofangeeks.com and also be sure to check out my new Fan Geeks for All fan club and it's really cool it's optional if you'd like to become a monthly member all you have to do is visit patreon.com slash support fan geeks for all that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support fan geeks the number four a-l-l hit the join button and you will be part of the the fan club automatically and for every new member that comes on and joins that fan club i will be sending you guys one of my brand new fan geeks for all promo t-shirts absolutely free i sell them on my website darkneofangeeks.com for 20 bucks but if you become a fan geek member you'll get that shirt from me for free i'll ship it out to you right away so you don't want to miss out on that so you definitely want to check that out all right kids so let's get on with today's episode of season two shall we all right so in my previous episode i mentioned that i discovered a new movie streaming app called wadfix w-o-d-f-i-x i don't know how long it's been around but it's new to me but it's an app where you can watch brand new movies that are finishing up their run in theaters or are getting ready to be released soon on blu-ray so since i downloaded the app i've been watching a whole bunch of movies that I miss going to the theaters to see. Like, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm still in the middle of watching Transformers Rise of the Beast. And last night I was also watching um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I watched this movie last night, and I gotta say, it blew me away. To me, and this is just my opinion... This is just Dark News opinion, and of course, my opinion is gospel. <laughs> but to me, this has to be the best story of the entire Indiana Jones franchise. I know there's going to be diehard Indiana Jones fans that are going to totally disagree with me or whatever. But trust me when I say, you got, you got to be honest with yourself. I'm saying as a story... As a complete story, you look at Raiders of the Lost Ark, you look at Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You look at all four of those ones, and I love the entire franchise. I have the entire franchise. You know, Raiders, of course, was like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade were like my two top favorite ones. Top favorite ones. Uh, you know, that I really love. But after watching this one, The Dial of Destiny, overall story, this is really, really, really good. The movie is visually perfect. It opens up with basically a flashback of of young Indiana. And there's like, there's like maybe a couple other flashbacks that they do, you know, throughout the course of Indy's life. Or whatever. So when the movie opens up, it it I guess it would, if you had to pick a timeline, like as far as the story of when that, when that indie young indie was, um, I'm gonna assume it was probably like after the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and maybe just before. Well, like it's hard to say. It's actually hard to say just before Temple of Doom because what a lot of you if if you diehard Indiana Jones fans pay attention to the films and 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 the, from opening credits or whatever you would know that even though Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first film 
story timeline wise, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the first story. So that story took place before he discovered the Ark. You know, if you look at it, because like say, you know, I think Raiders, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. You guys can look it up and see, but it actually they show you the timeline for each for each film or whatever. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think, took took place for Indiana Jones story in 1936, I think. And Temple of Doom took place in 1935. So basically, Temple of Doom is the first story. Then Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then Last Crusade. And then, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. And then, of course, Dial of Destiny. But, um, just as, so basically there's an opening scene in Dial of Destiny where it takes place during his time period of maybe between Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and Temple of Doom. It's hard to say when. Just I'm just judging by the look. The CGI look they did on Harrison Ford's face to make him look young, which is fucking incredible when you see it. I mean, you know, the whole de-aging process of CGI done to actors, I first I think it was first officially done in one of the X-Men movies where you see um, Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen looking younger in the opening of the film. Now that was a that you could that was such a crude way of doing it. I mean, it looked okay, but they perfected the art of the technology since then. Because when that movie it looked like so freaking airbrushed, it was so funny to watch it. But now they perfected it, and when you see this one, you're like, holy shit! I can't believe. They made him look exactly as his Raiders of the Lost Ark Indiana Jones version. It's just freaking incredible. I mean, it's Harrison Ford, of course. You know, as you know, I'm quite sure we'll see the behind the scenes when the Blu-ray and 4K come out. That it was probably, you know, he had to do motion cap with, you know, how they have the dots on the actors' faces. And then in the computer put that all to make him look like his younger self. So, but it's still good. It's still flawless the way they did it. It really, really is flawless. And as I said, just the story overall, I think it's perfect. There's things in in this film that you would have never seen in any of the prior Indiana Jones films. This was such. I mean, the movie. I mean, it's it's when you watch the movie, you truly believe they saved the best for last. And I'm not even kidding, you know. And as you guys may um, well know, this is Harrison's Ford farewell to the character. He's been playing Indiana Jones in the four previous films since 1981. So this is it. Dial of Destiny is is Harrison Ford's retirement from Indiana Jones. He's not his retirement as an actor, but it, he is retiring the character. It, it's he's done playing with it. And I remember when I first heard about this movie, and I knew that this was going to be Harrison's last film as as Indiana Jones. I was wondering. How is it going to be? Are they going to kill him off? Is he going to ride off into the sunset? I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what to expect. And then when I saw the film last night, it blew my expectations away. It was done so well. Such a well-rounded story. And a lot of surprises. For those who haven't seen the film, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Because, I mean, the, the trailer only showed you a little bit. I mean, the only thing you knew from the trailer is that... One of the characters that comes back is his um his friend Sala. And his friend Sala comes back. So that's the only thing you see in the trailer. But 
There's a bunch of other surprises in the film that I'm not going to give away because you have to watch it because there's one epic scene. I mean, the movie's got a whole bunch of epic scenes, but there's one in particular. One, I think with it's within the final, uh, I don't know, final 45 minutes of 40, 45 minutes of the film, maybe, I guess. I, it's hard to time it that way, you know, unless you unless I watch it again. But the final climactic of this of of the movie, I can't even give it away. It's 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 never been done before. Let's just put it that way. It's never been done in the history of the franchise. I didn't even know what was going on. I was like, wait a minute, are they really? Is this oh shit? I I can't even give it away. You have to watch when you see the film, you'll understand why what I was trying to say why I can't give it away. Because it is the main crusp of the film's story. It's it is that climactic scene and it will blow your mind when you see it. It's it's all I can say is it has never been done in any of the Indiana Jones films before. Especially, you know, for if you think of it like as Indiana Jones on an archaeologist level, this one was huge. But other than that, it was such a well-rounded story, and I actually loved the way it ended. It, it it's a surprise. I'm not gonna give it away, but um, it completes his story. Let's just put it that way. That's the only thing I'm gonna divulge. Indiana Jones's story is over. It is officially done. So go and see. I don't know if it's still running in theaters, but as I said, you can download that app Wadfix, W-O-D-F-I-X, and watch it. Now, keep in mind, with Wadfix, there are movies that are finishing their final run in theaters. So you're going to find, and I watched the the version I watched, because sometimes you have people that recorded like camcorder, the specialized camcorder they use to, to film the movie while they're in the theater. This was actually a very decent copy, you know. I mean, of course, it's not 4K, you know, type of thing or whatever. But it was whoever filmed it filmed it in the HD with a HD camera, so it was still pretty good. You know, it wasn't blurry or anything like that because I've seen some crappy, you know, cam filmed you know copies of movies in theater, and it's just ridiculous. You can't even enjoy it. This one is crystal clear. So definitely check it out if you if you if it's still in the movie theaters you can go see it in nice clear you know quality whether it's IMAX or whatever but if you want to get a if you want to get your indie fix on right now download the Wad Fix app and watch it on there I watched that's how I watched the entire film it's two hours and twenty four minutes and it's good and and let me tell you something there's a lot of times you have to ignore what what's said on the internet because I was reading like another article of something in a subject entirely different and there was a sub article underneath saying that um oh actually I know it was it was actually it was it was almost connection it was it was a story I was reading about um you know because Disney is getting ready to count down the days until uh, Star Wars um Ahsoka um premieres and they were talking about Captain Kennedy because she's the president of Lucasfilms. And in the same breath, they were saying that, you know, something, something with with Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny being a flop in theaters. Bullshit. No way. I, let me tell you something. All right. 
I, I, you guys probably do the same thing I do. I look on Rotten Tomatoes, and me and Rotten Tomatoes have a love-hate relationship. There's a lot of times they're right, and there's also a lot of times they're dead-ass wrong. And I'm going to say right on this one when, when they, because right, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has an 88% audience score, which means they freaking love the movie and it's worth seeing, you know, and I think it's got a 69% tomato fresh rating or whatever. So it doesn't have a rotten score. Let's just put it that way. The movie is damn good and you need to see it, especially if you're an Indiana Jones fan. You have to watch this. This is it. This is the final one. I don't know. I don't know if they'll continue the franchise in another way. But as far as Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones' story is done. It is over. That's the only giveaway I will tell you. It is finished. But um, yeah, don't believe the hype when you see, you know, articles that says Indiana Jones down this Destiny a flop in the box office. And hell to the no. I don't know care, no, care what the box office numbers were, whatever. Audiences are loving this. You got to go by the audience review because those are the diehard fans of the franchise. Go, don't go by critics. Go by the reviewers who are Indiana Jones fans, and I'm one of them. It was it's a worth seeing, and I and like I said, in my opinion, best Indiana Jones story in the entire franchise, and I'm putting it on record right there on my show. <laughs> So definitely check check that out. Okay, so before the podcast this morning, I watched the new Apple film trailer for the upcoming historical biopic Napoleon, starring Academy Award winner Joaquin Phoenix as the military commander during the French Revolution from 1789 to 1799. The film is directed by Ridley Scott, award-winning director, and the trailer looks epic, as you can well imagine. But there's just one strange element that everyone who has seen the trailer picked up on immediately on social media. And that is, why does Napoleon speak with a half-British, half-American accent? Now, we've all studied Napoleon in school. And I'm pretty sure it was called the French Revolution, not the Los Angeles Revolution. Why the hell is Joaquin Phoenix speaking in his normal American dialect with maybe just a hint of British? And like I said, apparently everyone on social media is blasting away at this historic what the fuck questioning the same thing. I've, I've seen all the comments and everybody's saying the same thing I am. When you see the trailer, it's up now. You can watch it on YouTube or IMDb, wherever you go to watch this thing. I'm look, I, And like I said, it, it looks epic. It looks like a must-see. I want to see it. But I was cringing every time Joaquin Phoenix opened his mouth in a line of dialogue throughout the trailer. Because he talks like himself. I don't hear any French dialect whatsoever. In fact, there was one person who commented that said, like, come on, Ridley Scott. You're spending billion, whatever amount of money to make this movie. You couldn't hire a French dialect coach to work with Joaquin 
and the rest of the actors, especially Joaquin. He's playing the lead role. He's playing Napoleon. I you I was I said okay, this should be cool. And Joaquin, I can't wait to hear his French accent. How it is? Nothing. There's nothing French about any word of dialect he says in this film. It's it just sounds like someone actually said <laughs> went on said. It's I didn't I didn't know Napoleon was from Omaha. <laughs> you, you, I just I thought this was so stupid. It's like why is he talking in his no why couldn't he have that's the only thing that's gonna throw this off. And I guarantee you there's gonna be people who are historians who follow every who followed everything, know everything about the French Revolution verbatim. And know everything about Napoleon verbatim. They're going to balk at this seriously. Big time. How are you going to have... And the funny thing is... Joaquin Phoenix isn't the only one. Even though it's going to be centered around him. You would figure, okay, make him have a French dialect. Because that's... Napoleon Napoleon Bonaparte was French. Okay? He's a little French guy. But... As I'm watching the trailer, I realize the entire cast doesn't have a French accent. I'm listening. I didn't hear one bonjour. I heard nothing. It sounded like how when you first watch Star Wars, the first one for the first, or episode four for the first time, and everybody there is British. <laughs> it's like they got British actors or when Joaquin Phoenix case, an American actor, to play these French revolutionary people and I don't hear one, and the and not one dialect of French is spoken. Even the actress who who plays, you know, um, Napoleon's wife, whose name I'm forgetting right now. I'm forgetting my history, so screw you guys. I don't care. <laughs> That's old age can do that for you. <laughs> but even she's a well, she's a British actress. You've seen her in like. I think she was in one of the Mission Impossible movies, so you know her when you see her. But I'm like, she's speaking in her native British accent. I'm like saying, that is gonna kill this movie. It could be epic. The story could be told like historically correct, a hundred percent all the way. But what's gonna kill it is the fact that no one has a French dialect in this entire film. Now, of course, I, I'm just saying that just based off the trailer. But maybe there are a few actors that you'll hear the French dialect or whatever, you know. And we weren't, I wasn't expecting them to speak French, learn French, and we see, um, we have to read, you know, um, subtitles for the movie because I hate movies with subtitles, especially throughout the whole movie. That just sucks for me. I don't want to read a movie, I want to see it. But at least give the actors a French dialect. And you're gonna, t- and I agree with that guy who posted that comment. Really, Scott couldn't hire a French dialect coach to work with the actors, especially Joaquin Phoenix, who is leading this movie, playing the title character. It it just blows my mind away. But you guys go ahead, go on YouTube, check out the trailer. It looks great. I'll I'll definitely check it out. But it's it's gonna piss off a lot of people who are history buffs, knowing that you know Napoleon Bonaparte sounds like. Your neighbor next door. <laughs> it's just it's weird to hear that. So I, I don't know how how they're gonna spin that. I really don't. But 
let's let's pray <laughs> I'll, I'll still watch the movie when it comes out but i don't know y'all i just don't know <laughs> okay so finally on today's fan geeks hot topics of the day rapper Nicki minaj recently gave her honest review of the new margot robbie film barbie after attending the los angeles world premiere of the film Minaj, who has pretty who has pretty much had a Barbie obsession since her music career began, went on Twitter and said the entire cast of the movie nailed it. The film is so visually stimulating, the actors can actually act, and the comedic timing timing is actually on time. Bravo. Now, I'm telling you, if Nikki is giving a thumbs up review about this movie, then it must be worth watching. Especially with a review coming from a woman who released songs such as Barbie Tings and Chun Sway and the new track Barbie World with Ice Spice from the film soundtrack. Plus, Nicki Minaj has her own one-of-a-kind Barbie doll that was designed for her in 2011. So that alone definitely qualifies Nicki to give an honest review of the new film. I want to see it, actually. I want to see it. I mean, yeah, I'm a guy, and I, of course, I didn't. I grew up with GI Joe dolls, and you know, six million dollar man dolls, and and cars, and Hot Wheels, and things like that. Boys' toys, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I, you know, I can't ignore the fact of the historic relevance of Barbie. You can't. I mean, and the and Barbie, the company Barbie, you know, that makes Barbie. Um, which I believe is, is it Hasbro or Mattel? I can't even remember, but whatever the case, um, it's, it's historic. And for them to make a live action Barbie film, which I don't think has ever been done before. They, I've, they had Barbie movies that were basically just the animation or the Barbie dolls kind of animated type of thing, but never like a live action with actual live actors playing the role. And it's Margot Robbie. I love Margot Robbie. She is sexy as can be. So I'm gonna. I want to see this movie. You know, because I see the trailer. It looks actually pretty funny, especially the whole concept of you know this particular Barbie ventures out into the real world and now has to you know still thinking like a doll realizes she's in you know the real world and how does she get out and how does she cope with it you know so i it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to it's gonna be interesting to see i want to check it out and now that Nicki minaj has given her two thumbs up review on this that alone makes me want to see it because i love Nicki minaj i i i loved her since day one when she first came out so i'm gonna go check it out (laughs) so anyway guys that's gonna wrap it up for this episode for season two of the fan geeks for all podcasts um thank you guys for you know hanging out with me as always you know this is my fun part of the day hope it is the same for you as well that you get to you know spend time with me and take a little time from all the strife and and destruction of the world (laughs) as we know it i'm being overly dramatic but you know what i mean just taking a break from your day-to-day headaches whether it's job builds kids whatever is like making you go ah hopefully this show you know brings a little light into your 
life, a little smile on your face, and um, makes you talk about it to everybody else, because that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to spread the word. Remember, the global, the global domination tour is still underway, and I need this to spread out to everywhere. So make sure you, you um, spread the word about this. And as always, don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Pandora. And be sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel and my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And please become a member of my new Fan Geeks for All fan club by visiting patreon.com slash support for all. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support fan geeks the number four a l l so thanks guys once again for as i said for hanging out with me on this tuesday um july 11th hope you guys have an awesome day you know don't work too too hard and take a little time to become a fan geek for all one love everybody i'll catch you next time bye bye Your time is up, I will no longer fight.